not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Hosted by Bruce and Steve. Alrighty, hey, look at that. I started the stream. Except it's not a stream. I'm not streaming this one. Next time for episode 50. We go there live. we go. I like I like anniversary anniversarial ideas. Adversarial. Like <laughs> As opposed to adversarial, <laughs> I guess. Oh man. It's our anniversary, but damn it, I don't like it. <laughs> we may have to celebrate it, but I don't have to like it. That's right. Uh, so if the next one is 50, that makes this episode 49. 49, the, baby. Podcast. Look at that. Soon this thing is going to be older than us. <laughs> it's still got a few weeks to go, but it's catching up. There so what's go. been going on, buddy boy? Oh, I guess that's one of those two. Stuff, life. No, just my dad called me. At this, I called my dad because it's birthday yesterday. And he's like, what? He goes, how's your day going? I, I was just like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's another day in a long series of days. I, <laughs> I don't think I got anything more exciting than that. Yeah, uh, I've been having that same thing, long series of days that I feel like my wheels are just spinning. That's a good way to describe it. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I'm programming phones today. Woo! You know. <laughs> Hard to get too excited about that. Somebody else learned the software before I shoot myself. <clears throat> I was asked the other day, it's like, what would make you happy here? What would make you happy? And I didn't have an answer right away. And so I was telling somebody about the story. They go, what would make you happy? And I was like, ah, 13 week severance package. <laughs> I was like, that came out way too easy. <laughs> way too quick. <laughs> Yeah, you had that one in the chamber. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's like that. the frustration and the, like the anger that bubbles up whenever somebody's like, well, you don't want you to stroke out. You know, it's uh, like, you realize I had one in the office. Right on there. On your dime. On your on dime. Your, on your dime in your office. That I might find offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I could, by the way, I saw that post made on Facebook, and I couldn't find I couldn't find the thread the needle between potentially pissing you off and making you laugh hysterically. I couldn't come up with it, so that's why I didn't comment. I I was close <laughs> a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to offend him, but he won't laugh as hard as I want him to. So I'm just gonna pass. It's just one of those. It's like you have you ever heard things I say come in on the wrong frequency, where like you're going about your day. Everything is great, and then some guy out of the blue says something that you just are like, "You rancid mother effer, man!" And you just go off. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yep, yep. Feeling more like that every day, as it turns out. Yeah. That was a good word. Use <laughs> rancid, by the way. You are correct. <laughs> That's right. I, I got I, my hair cut yesterday. My wife is like, "Oh, you you got all your hairs cut?" And I'm like, "Yeah." All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do most of my own work these days. 
every few months I'll go see the guy and let him do a little straightening up of the beard. But the other stuff, a good pair of clippers that I can pretty much, you know. Well, and I, I, I had the, 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 the lady who trimmed it all um, was like, it's oh, I like the color, here. how you have the gray and then the black and then the gray. Like you and I was choice. like, skunk beard? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was shooting for. <laughs> You know, I went gray at the temples, which was cool because then it was like Stephen Strange, Reed Richards, but Skunkbeard has no cool kind of, you know, corollary. I'm writing it's down like the I'm, magic of Skunkbeard. The, the magic of Skunkbeard, the pirate, yeah. Vast ye. Let's <laughs> keyhaul this bitch out of here. I don't know how pirate language works. <laughs> Close. I don't. I don't think you're far off the mark. So I think it's good. It's good. So, um, oh, guess what? I got my mm. CPAP finally on Saturday. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Laura said, "Are you just going to start calling this the old guy podcast?" I said, "No, it's just a sadly recurring segment called old guys and their medical issues." Um, <laughs> Steve says, "Why won't anyone fuck me?" It's uh, <laughs> Well, she hadn't laid a hand on me since that night, so I mean, your 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 theory is holding up. Um, and I gotta admit, I don't feel much like a maverick when I strap that thing on my face every night either. No, no, and 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 there's even a friend of mine got a, a, the CPAC thing that looked like the face hugger from Alien. <laughs> yes, I, still, I had the which I thought, well, that's that kind of. I'm like, I don't think I want that. Yeah. Um, so then the course, the question of the doctor was this, do you, do you sleep better? Well, okay. I, I feel less fuzzy already. I can tell that much for sure. Like the brain fog is pretty much lifted. Um, I'm not sleeping great, but I told Laura, I was like, no, I cause like you can't it. roll over on your sides. <laughs> Without, like without strangling what, yourself or as I ran into last night the air shooting out of the mask over my my left eyeball repeatedly. <laughs> that was yes, fun yes. Oh, inhale yeah. exhale and all the exhale goes but I likened it to learning how to sleep with a headgear when, like when we had braces eventually I learned <laughs> to sleep with that thing jammed in my mouth I'm sure I'll get there but I, I, I had a hard time going back to sleep like Sunday night and I laid uh -huh. there for a while. I probably should have just taken the fucking thing off sooner than I did. But I laid there and laid there. And at some point, I got really fucking claustrophobic. Like, uh. I can't breathe. Like, I just, like, no. What is happening? I, yeah. Okay. So and then I couldn't I, stop thinking about it. So then I couldn't go back. Well, if you ever get congested, like a head cold, mm -hmm. that thing is, it, is, it makes the head cold itself not great. Um, that thing trying to suffocate you. <laughs> totally not great because your sinuses are all jammed up, right? Right. So you can't push the air out faster than it's being pushed in. Oh, and so it is so literally drowning you in oh, air. Jesus God. Have you tried to got... speak with it yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny you say that because the <laughs> I put the mask on and said, "Absolutely, Lord," and it looked up too. Don't you do the Bane voice. The first thing she said to me, not how does it fit, not the, like, don't do the Bane voice. I said, the other night, I'm like, I can't do it just once. She goes, no. No. Uh, and when it's blowing, you can't speak. Don't do the Bane voice. <laughs> there, I can do it this time. 
Yes, you're going to learn a lot about like back of the tongue control that you're like, huh? I never knew I could crack walnuts back there. But anyway, I can roll that back, speak, and keep it from killing me. <laughs> oh, great. So I got that to look forward to. Okay. How yeah. do you sleep? <laughs> well, I will say, I mean, Make I haven't Laura woken... put it on one night. It'll kill you. After you've gotten used to it, Go uh -huh. here, put it on. She puts it on. Now tell me how it feels. She'll go to speak and all the words will get like blown out of <laughs> her head. <laughs> and yeah. go, <laughs> mine's got a little mine's, mine's got a little thing on it, uh, where you can test the seal every night uh -huh. or when you before you go to bed. And I, I you know, since I'm still new to it, I'm still checking the mask, trying to figure all that out. Every night I hit it and that thing just goes <laughs> like it just sucks it onto my face. And I'm like, I will never get used to that. No, no, no. And I, I even have a smaller one that just goes up under your nose. Right. Yeah. And not the one with the prongs. Because it's like, I don't want to. You, 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 okay. I know. You the should change it out every two bill. weeks. No, I can't. I can change it out every two months. Because <laughs> it's just a rubber thing. If you get the prongs and it's up there in your, your boogers, then no, you yeah. can't. You, you got to change don't have it a out. Choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to sell the things, so I mean, I'm familiar with all the parts and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it's a whole new weirdness. Um, but yeah. See, look, the one thing that screwed my doctor up because do you sleep better with it? I go, I, I don't, I don't know, Doc. I'm mostly unconscious um, for that. <laughs> and I go, but he goes, well, how do you feel when you wake up? I go, a lot of times I feel um, like you've been doing deep breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Because like once your body sort of gets used to it, you wake up and it feels like you've been meditating or something like you yeah. and you just feel relaxed. You don't feel anxious. You feel relaxed. And he goes, but that's because you're sleeping better, right? I was like, I seriously have no fucking clue, Doc. I didn't know I was dying in my sleep before. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I just know that, you know, I'd wake up feeling miserable. I don't wake up feeling miserable. So by your logic, by doctor logic, it's working. However, I do feel the quality of the rest of my life has gone to hell because of all the anger and bitterness this machine has engendered in me. <laughs> anger and bitterness? Really? Is that for real or is that for your doctor's benefit? No, no, I actually do. And that's, that's a, you know, when you're complaining to one doctor about how, and I've, I've gone on this rant before, how they make you watch the video. And it's like the big fat guy. You're like, oh, that poor tub of goo. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's me. Um, <laughs> yes, I reached tub of goo status. And I described the old man in the movie who was saying things like, ah, you know, I sleep so much better. I, I look forward to sleeping with it. And I called that man a goddamn liar. He was an old man. He probably fought in the World War. He killed a bunch of Germans or Japanese. He's a goddamn hero. And here he is shilling for your stupid fucking machine. You and the doctor off. said, "You reverse scuba gear." I reverse scuba gear, and so after that outburst, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was on the heels of it was I, it was the anniversary of the stroke yesterday, and nobody got me a cake. Oh, you wanted a cake for that? Yes, and I wanted one half to be beautifully iced and like a, a white, <laughs> and I want the other half smashed to bits with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> So those two comments back to back are the gateway to a conversation about uh, 
mood altering pharmaceuticals. <laughs> no, I don't. So what are you on now? Nothing. <laughs> I argued against it. You have a right to be happy. Take me off the fucking machine. <laughs> Let me die in my sleep like I'm supposed to. Kenny Rogers taught us that in the 70s. The best you can hope for. Let, let us follow the old ways. <laughs> the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. Maybe contentedly, maybe tossing and turning. Who knows? Maybe just with your tongue stuck to the roof of your mouth one final time. <laughs> and your eyes bulging out. Yeah. When I had manically just clutched to your shirt. Yeah. You know, God not like a man. <laughs> no, not us. That's We're going to live forever. Hey, I am. We're just going to look like a Morton Joe while we do it. <laughs> I'm walking through the office. Somebody goes, do you know where the defibrillator is? I'm like, right here, baby. With me all the time. And I kept walking. And they're like, the other one. I'm like, do I care about the rest of you? No. I'm covered. <laughs> You got jumper cables? One each nipple. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. And if that doesn't work, we're all in for a good time. Yo. All right. So you watched uh, Thor <laughs> Love and Thunder. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did I make a bad segue? That was a, that was a very strange segue, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it, though? Two old guys uh, bitching about CPAP <laughs> machines. So let's talk about youth culture. <laughs> well, it was our culture first, damn it. <laughs> Uh, I just made a list of, a note, a list of things that I thought of. We talked about. I've got a little sticky note here, so that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I actually made notes for this one. Uh, so, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was two movies pieced together. One yeah. stupid sight gag um, that culminated in um, uh, Russell Crowe prancing, prancing around with a really bad Mario accent. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm not gonna be the god of thunder. Blah blah blah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then yeah, the movie awesome, that happened right? after yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And then the movie that happened after that that had a little bit more heart and a little bit more, you know, stakes to it with Jane's it, uh, cancer and no. yeah. It was um, it was uneven to say the least, and I struggled with defending it at all. Um, I, I think it would, if it had come after the Dark World, it'd be a whole lot easier to defend. But coming after Ragnarok, the choices were not the right ones. No, and that was the thing. It was like all horrible choices. And now, wait a minute. Christian Bale is the, the God Butcher, and him tormenting the kids in the cage was fantastic. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was the right. highlight of that movie. There's and no he should have had so much more screen time to make him so much more. He should like, have been menacing. Yeah, it's like you wanted him to die horribly, right? You know, yeah. then you're, as it is, you're just like, he's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the Marvel formula. I mean, we all know that at this point. Right. right. But no, I mean, he if they'd played him up more and more like the scene where he's talking to the kids and he snaps the head off of the snake thing, <laughs> that would have been fantastic because that would have then given you stakes and something to root against um and then the guardians of the galaxy thing in the front you could have either cut it all together or tighten it out tighten it up i loved the the goats bleeding every time <laughs> see yes. that joke would have been great 
and would have been would have carried the day and everybody would have been like oh the goats were hilarious i love the goats um if you didn't have him uh you know talking to stormbreaker and molnar like girlfriends right hey, baby <laughs> you know if you didn't have that part then I think the goats thing would have been fantastic. Yeah, Takedo couldn't get out of his own way on that one. Um, I would agree just, with that. The whole first he, half of the movie was, like you said, him in his own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still, I still love Hemsworth as Thor. Never thought I would get behind you know, Surfer Bro Thor, but I like it. I can't, I can't say no. Uh, but it was just Point too brain. much, too much. Um, it was too much taquito. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was too much of him layered on top of a Marvel movie. And I think maybe if they could have scraped, <laughs> scraped some of that messy icing off to go back to your cake. Um, there, was a, there was a solid movie in there, but they just didn't make it. Yeah, and supposedly there's like hours and hours of extra footage. And you're kind of like going, cool, uh, let's recut that. Let's have the not director's cut. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll give it to Zack Snyder. At this point, I don't care. Let's see what happens. Well, that was the thing, because like uh, Frank at work, he doesn't he's not a big Marvel fan, but he really liked it when it went black and white. Yeah. And I thought, that well, yeah, cool. that, that's cool. And that was also the part that should have had the most drama, should have been the thing that everybody was all jazzed about, you know, um, the throwdown and everything else. And, and yeah. Jane Foster sacrificing herself. That was great. You know, uh, could have done without the kid. Yeah. The little yeah. girl. It's, it, that's, that's Disney pandering. That one was pandering. Cause you know, you kind of thought he could have wished Jane back to life. Um, he could have wished something else. Um, but it would have been better to have seen her being raised by the Valkyries and Thor just out on his own, you know, thoring, thoring, yeah, out there exactly. Uh, he and Kor out there, you know, riding the range or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, they 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 they, they didn't whiff as badly on it as some of the other ones recently. They've got a real di direction problem, and I don't think the answer is throwing more and more content at it, which is what they seem to be doing. Well, if you, we won't notice if they bury it with other stuff. <laughs> I, I watched. The, I've only watched the first episode of She-Hulk so far. I haven't gotten to catch up on that next week. Uh, I enjoyed gonna... the first. I enjoyed the first episode. When I watched it. It was fun. Mm -hmm. They did uh, a pretty slick job of updating her origin story to make it work within the MCU. That was good. And did it quickly. Boom, boom. Yeah, dragged out. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to wait to get a couple episodes so I can, you know, binge it. Yeah, Laura's going out of town next weekend, so that's on my, my binge list for next weekend because she has no interest, so I figure I'll watch it then. And uh, we can talk about some of that next time. Um, what I watched, and I should not have, speaking of two movies in one, was uh, uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. Did you see that? No, I, I couldn't uh, bring myself to. It's too fucking long, A. And it is completely two movies just ham-fistedly slapped together. You got the the old school people in one, you got the new school people in one, and eventually they merge like a strand of DNA at the end. And it's just like it's I think we watched the, whatever version's on Peacock is like two and a half hours long. And I was just like, 
I uh, didn't like the last two. They weren't great. The first one they was okay not, because I the, felt like it was a uh, two-hour uh, commercial for uh, Chris Pratt to be the new Indiana Jones. The second one was not good. <laughs> I remember taking the boys and one of their friends to see it, and that was the first time they reacted strongly in a negative way to a genre movie. They were like, wow, that wasn't good. Okay, And they were like, 13, 14, you know, so it's like, okay, hey, was it just me? Yeah, no, I, I didn't like the second one. So I, so the third one, I'll watch it eventually. But it's Don't be uh, in not, hurry. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not going out of my way to see it. No, I did. All that being said, I did enjoy Doctor Strange. I, I liked Doctor Strange. Funny. We've talked about it before. I thought it was a great way to sort of reconfigure that character. I know we talked about the you know the intro the beginning kind of confused you but it, it was like really like a new creative team taking over a comic book okay we're just here's where we're starting catch up exactly and and I, I thought that was a really clever idea and I'd like to see them do more of that and they filled it all in and then it's like oh you have to have a body in that dimension and he's like but nobody said it had to be alive and you're just like yeah man Sam Raimi. Also proving that Stephen Strange is a badass at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a hell of a uh, of an Evil Dead reel that third act. So, but I loved it. I mean, oh, I, I did really too. Like did, the shots I, were like things were running at the camera. I yes. was like I was like sitting there going, "Okay, it's an Evil Dead movie now. Great. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Let's see what happens." No, it, I I did like that. So I, I thought that one's been, and and what exactly is Phase Four? Is it just a conglomeration of movies that aren't tied together? <laughs> I don't. I I see. I've I've made myself not go back and watch any other Disney stuff. So I know we, we've got the the Ant Man movie that's going to like you know spin Kang out into the big bad guy. Uh, we've got the Black Panther movie coming with Namor, um, and the Legend yes, of Aspect Namor. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I don't care. I mean, it's like it's Namor. I mean, as long I, as he, at his heart, is just a petulant little bitch. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. What, <laughs> I don't care. I Make mean, him whatever nationality you want. <laughs> as long as he's an asshole all the time, insufferable, uh, egotistical. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. It'll never happen. They'll. They'll, they'll redeem they'll him like, somehow because it's an MCU movie, and you can't have a villain not redeem themselves in the end. Well, the Latin community is like, we finally get a superhero, and he's a butt fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry American guys. Chavez. <laughs> American Chavez. Um, if it's any consolation, he's a pretty powerful. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's the king of three quarters of the world, so you know, what are you gonna do? He's he's got a right to be a little pompous. And at some wrecked. point, he it's, might nail Sue Storm. So we, actually, we don't know. Never off the table. Um, never, we just have, never off the table. <laughs> we just don't know who's going to be Sue Storm for him to nail yet. <coughs> yes. So the things I've seen have said that, you know, there's a very real chance that Doom is the post credit sequence in Black Panther, setting up some of the other stuff down the line. I don't know. I saw one thing that was like, it's really cool if, like, you know, the Ant Man, if like the Ant Man movie, they pulled the Fantastic Four out of the Quantum Verse. Sure, let's do that. Why not? Bring that's very, that's it. very Jack Kirby. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's very. And then bring Nihilus the Bug with him too. <laughs> tick 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 tick. Click click tick tick. <laughs> Boom. No, it's uh, like I said. This this phase just seems really kind of building towards. Eh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, they established Thanos pretty early in the original bunch. and had, right. So you knew where that one was kind of ultimately heading. It seems, like I said, I think they're just trying to bury us in content and figure out a direction at some point. I don't know. It seems very haphazard to me. We've got all this great IP we need to get out there so we can start, you know, making toys and merchandising the shit out of it. It's the George Lucas effect. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, the Chronicles of Tatooine. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see a, I want to see a Fantastic Four movie, but I want to see a good one. You owe me a good one after that last soul sucking piece of shit that you put out. Well, the, uh, put out the the last one, uh, the third oh, one, or that, the, the one that was supposed to be the reboot. Oh. That I like, I nearly walked out of. Oh my god! If I hadn't had my I, children with me, I would have. I didn't. Mean, I, di- I didn't make the effort. You did. It's the worst superhero movie I've ever seen, and I saw Howard the Duck. Ouch! It's worse than <laughs> Howard. It is just god awful. It is terrible. It's poorly cast, poorly acted, poorly written. It there's nothing redeeming about that piece of shit. Well, I even had problems. I think it was the second one the second fantastic four because they just made like weird cuts you know like normally you have like okay if we were in a movie right there'd be like this establishing shot of you and i talking and then there's one of let's go one of me and then the back of your head and then you in the back of my head right right and so in those instances where you're going to have like you know reed richards explaining something they cut to this lackluster reaction shot from Michael Chiklis, who's just like standing against the railing with no expression. And you're kind of like, huh, that they purposely made that choice. (laughs) Those those weren't great, but they look Oscar worthy compared to that one that had Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. Um, And I like that dude and I would watch him in just about anything. It's just, it's terrible. They, they couldn't decide if they were making a superhero movie, if they were making a body horror movie. Um, and, my, of course, they fucked up Doom again. I don't understand how you can fuck up Doctor Doom over and over and over. He is, without a doubt, one of the two or three greatest comic book villains of all time. And it's not hard to get him right. It's I mean, and I magic. get it. You don't. It's the mask thing that you want to have him emote and all this other stuff. Got it. Um, Just have him sound like out. fucking Dame. <laughs> there will be blood in the streets <laughs> of Latveria. I do not care for your mathematical calculations, Reed Richards. <laughs> I mean, Doctor Doom doesn't have to emote. He doesn't. <laughs> no. It's all about the voice actor. You need a. It, it, it's it's Darth Vader. That's what it is. There it is. You need a big dude in the armor, and you need somebody to voice it. That Darth Vader doesn't emote. No, and Darth Vader is the scariest villain in cinematic history. Bum, True. Bum, 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 bum. And it's because he's got a great theme song, you know. Exactly. Okay, so there you go. So now we know how to do Doom. It's just hire a guy to 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 wear the suit. And then that's hire it. somebody to do voiceover. That's, that's all you have to do. And the power set, it's it's Iron Man meets Harry Potter. There. We have fixed Doctor Doom for you. You've already got the magic CGI down. You've done two Doctor Strange movies. Mm-hmm. You've done three Iron Man movies. you got the library of CGI. It's already there. Just get the costume right. Yeah. 
Just put him in a green hood. Yeah. It's a tunic and a cape with a hood. And you can borrow that from Arrow now that that shows yes. up. <laughs> you know what? I want to lobby now for Paul White, the giant from uh, the big show, to be... To be, to be the stopped. body of doom? Yes. He might be Okay. Big. He might be too big. He might be too big. Yeah. Okay. That's... that's just popped into my head and I thought I'd say it. But, yeah, that's but no, that would, the big show would be, I think it'd be too, too big. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, somebody biggish, you know. I mean, Kevin Nash can't walk anymore, but he was splinter in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but he's got bad knees. So he won't be able to carry, <laughs> won't be able to carry the armor around. But that's where you look for your body guy. You go UFC, you go WWE, you find that guy that. Hey, Batista, you're, I was about to you're say. tired of that? Here, just put this on. We're not even gluing nothing to your skin. You're just putting it on like a suit. But somebody of that size who can carry themselves with a kind of a shoulders yeah. back, head, head high. Some sort of regal demeanor. Can... Steven Regal. Look at that right. dude. Throw him in the suit. He's a little short. Okay. Absolutely. Have you seen what's going on in AEW? Speaking of wrestling, huh? Have you heard what's going on over at AEW? I can't decide if it, it sounds like a house on fire kind of a thing. <laughs> it's an outhouse on fire right now. So they had this whole thing. Uh, the guy Where they hired talking. any wrestler with a pulse. <laughs> yeah, their roster is stupid deep, and they have no time for everybody, right? Um, then they've been like kind of pushing the guys that were there at the beginning down, down as they bring in the. WWE guys, right? It's got a very, very sort of late period WCW vibe to it um, in that regard. And so then CM Punk won the title, got hurt, so they crowned an interim champion. And then they came back, and he was bitching and moaning about something, and so they punked him out on TV, and he had to lose the title in like three minutes, only to win it back the next week. And then after that, he went on one of his patented uh, CM Punk rants in the uh, post-show uh, scrum and called out everybody and their mother. And oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, class guy, that guy, including the guys that work there that are wrestlers that are like executive vice presidents, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, oh, who, wow. then who then confronted him allegedly after the show. And then it turned into a physical altercation. <laughs> and so the, the net <laughs> result was the uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks had just won the new trios titles. They got stripped and suspended. And, um, CM Punk apparently hurt himself again during the match uh, to our pack or something. So he, he's out for like eight months. So they stripped him of his title and it's just a whole clusterfuck. And of course, you know, no one knows if it's real or a work, but uh, so it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a shit show. See, and I, I, I've always been of the opinion that you, you have enough talent to support multiple promotions. You I almost wish it would go back to, to regionals. Quite oh, honestly. it needs to. It needs to. It's the only way to support the infrastructure. And that way, you can create it. You know, you can create the AEW brand, and you can create the WWE brand, and you have sort of that detente. You know, where like, oh, um, we're going to do a loser leave town with CM Punk, so uh, he can come over to your promotion. You know, and you can make a big deal about that. Um, it seems like you knew. You need to have multiple promotions in order just to keep everybody working and to make yeah. money. And if you didn't turn it into a dick wiggling contest, well, you know, I've signed I all your fired talent. Ah! 
then then it might actually work. That used to be a dude's gimmick, the big wiggle. Um. <laughs> but you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, no, you, you that's why the territory system worked because nobody got stale when they got when they reached the end of a natural progression. They left. They went somewhere else. They could come uh, back in a year, eighteen months, and be fresh again. The way it is now, it's the same. It, it's largely, I literally told Laura, I was just about done we like, with regularly watching AEW a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, MJF came back, and he's just like my absolute favorite. So they got a couple of weeks grace. But um, yeah, no, it's. it's no, I, I think, and to just rotate him around. Um, yeah. well, I've always thought if WWE was the only show in town, they should do seasons. Shit. I mean, do like a SummerSlam season, give. Some of the guys five six months and rotate them out, let them rest, recover. You got a big enough roster. Yeah, you know, yeah, have them work some house shows. Yeah, and then filter them back in. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's on like a like a four month rotation, so like the stories can conclude, new ones can start, and everybody just sort of eases in and out over the course of a year instead of it being the same. Dozen so you don't burn your talent out and, and piss your audience base. off. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I think we're on the same page here. Oh. But clearly, we're not in it to make all the money. We just want to make a nice little piece for ourselves and 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 the talent. Yeah. And and to stay, you know, in the black. We don't need to have all of the money. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that that's that's the problem with Vince is that his ego won't allow him. Well, he's done. He's gone. Well, I know he's gone. Yeah, apparently, touching oh. the interns caught up to him. <laughs> I don't think it was touching the interns so much as paying them off the books to keep quiet. Yeah. The SEC doesn't take kindly to that. <laughs> well, that's Ladies, the, who wants a bond? <laughs> the the dude that runs AEW, Tony Khan, his, he's the son of the guy that owns the Jaguars, right? So deep pockets there. And he essentially has gotten away with, for about three years, fantasy booking you know oh god yeah he had dad's checkbook oh so and so is available here's a check come play in my my yard for a while and so he had they started out with all of the internet favorites all the indie guys that were kind of on the cusp of becoming you know marketable built on that he had jericho great that was a great get jericho's always solid um but he essentially was just like you know fantasy booking like you and i would oh, i got all these pieces what can i do with them and then he started signing all these guys, and then he had to start making cohesive shows, and then it became a problem. Mm-hmm. And then he started booking the wrong guys in the wrong places, and it turned into a dumpster fire. So, <laughs> my two cents on AEW. So, yeah, no, we're, we're agreed. You know, just go back to the regional feds, go back to the TNT show, the A, and, you know, the History Channel show. <laughs> <laughs> Spike TV is not around anymore, but I'm sure you could put it on like you know Discovery Plus or the Magnolia Network. Uh, yeah, you could spread. You could spread There's the eight million streaming around. networks. Surely some of them need some contact. You spread it around, and then you just de- develop four or five distinct brands. Yeah, and you know move the bodies around. Stop being so precious about your about your rosters and your content. Well, that's the thing is like you've got formerly an egomaniac and Vince McMahon and then I guess an egomaniac on the ride and rise and Tony Khan. Yeah. And it's just like you, you guys need to quit, you know, sniping at each other. Just build your thing, 
build your show. Do your thing. And let don't worry about the talent leaving. You know, don't take anything personal. You let that guy go, you know he'll come back in a couple of years when he's done with I just Girl. you know, you can bring back his Razor Ramon too. Son of Razor Ramon. Son of Ramon. Hijo de Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out with two toothpicks. Orale. And the slick back mullet. <laughs> hey, Chico. Yeah. <laughs> Hijo de Ramon. There we go. We got a we got a gimmick for somebody. That's it. That's it. I'm machismo. Yes. What diesel too? Uh, <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's something else. Kind of uh, make another weird segue. Undertaker so, Jr. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I, we've got this. That's Kane, right? Yeah, Kane Jr. <laughs> so we've been watching. Have you seen uh, Welcome to Wrexham, the show about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob <laughs> McElhenney buying the very low ranked soccer team in Wales? I do not have HBO Max. I think it's on FX. Oh, okay. Well, I have that one. Or I can get it's, to that one. I've learned more about soccer from Ted Lasso and this show than I have learned in the last 50 years of people trying to jam it down my throat. <laughs> I understand kind of how the game works. I understand how relegation works. I understand the British soccer pyramid. It's yeah. amazing. I mean... And, and after watching week one of the NFL, I'm like, we need relegation in, in, in American sports. Um, just uh, having some different tiers. I could say that in baseball, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got plenty. That was one of the analogies I used in the first episode when they were explaining relegation. It'd be like the Yankees falling down, 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 and like the whatever the River Cats having a couple of good seasons and moving up to the in the major league. Into the like, Premier League, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, if they can put it together, that's great. Only yeah. problem is none of those teams are independent, so they would, you know, that'll never work, but they'd have to all be independently run and managed. But, uh, yeah, that's. but it's an interesting show. They've done it documentary style, and they've done, uh, they do, every week they do, you know, obviously cuts away, cutaways to, the, the Hollywood guy. They also do a lot of keeping interest pieces about the people in the little town where the team is from and how important it is to them and all that. So it's, it's a good watch. I've okay. enjoyed it a lot. So, for what it's worth. I will look that up. I've seen yeah. it advertised. I just never. Yeah, I think it's yeah, they're, they're like uh, five or six episodes in now. And they're like half, half an hour episode, so it's, be, it's not a huge, huge uh, deal to watch. So. No, that'll be worth I got to go sit in. Uh, this is a plug. Any, any, anybody who listens who has a major league sports team that has one of those sections, the the high price section, where like all your food and drink is covered, and they 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 cater to your every whim. Mm-hmm. If you have the chance to do those seats, you should do them. <laughs> if you're a fan of the team, <laughs> you know, don't just like go for the sake of going. You should go because you like. The soccer team, baseball, football team, whatever. I've never done it for a. I've never done it for a sports team. For saying this is going to be really weird because it's going to circle back to our last topic. But my cousin used to work for the Astros when they were in the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. She could always get us tickets and stuff, and that included like when wrestling would come. Oh, 
And a couple of times she got us like into those boxes because they had leftover seats. So oh. we had to like go hang out in our own little box a couple of times with the food out behind. And like that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I've done that for that. So. I got to do that for the Royals. And yeah, that's pretty cool. And even though it rained all day, and this is the thing, I get it. It's late in the season. It's Detroit and Kansas City. It's not like we're going to schedule a makeup game if this thing gets rained out. <laughs> uh, so whatever the minimum is, I, I kind of felt like they were going to push to the minimum and then call it. Right. Um, but which I thought was the end of five was like when it was officially a game. Do you know? For I sure. don't. I'm not sure. I, I, five sounds low. I think it's seven. Seven? Well, yeah, they went seven and a half. And it's like, so well, wait a minute. You can't let the other team have that. That you, You've got to, to me, you have to complete the inning and let, you know, let the home team have that last at bat. I only say that because we were losing. But <laughs> um, that's the truth of the way. But boy, I tell you what, man, they were playing and I was like, I go, they're doing everything in their power not to bring out the tarps. They had guys out there with buckets full of dry sand, dumping them nice. around the bases. Oh, it was insane. We're sitting out there in ponchos, just dripping wet. And it's like, I'm not going in. I am going to enjoy this seat, three <laughs> ring, three, three rows off of the field and next to the dugout. I'm going to stay. Until they care. kick me out. Until they kick. There's Javier Baez. Let's get a picture. Send that to Weinrich. Hey, do you know who this guy is? September <laughs> Scrubs. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh, I, uh, I, my favorite is close to the field story is this one. One time, Laura and I were still dating, so that's how long ago it was. We were at the Galleria on a Saturday, and the, the uh, but then when the, the, Kurt Schilling was still with the Diamondbacks, so this is a okay. long time ago, and we were walking through the mall and saw, well, like right past Kurt Schilling. Hard to miss Kurt Schilling passing him, like you know, within two feet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next day at work, one of the partners was like, "Um, hey, you want these? I can't go to the game tonight. You want my tickets? Sure, sure." They were uh, first row off the visitors' dugout. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and at some point, Schilling like. Poked his head out and was like, hey, Kurt, you find anything good at the gallery yesterday? And I got to be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> well, we had the players drying off their bats. Like, they put them between their legs and their – and I was too far back. I mean, I was close but not close enough because I was going to say, hey, you know, dude, they're kids present. Because <laughs> he was, he photobombed. There was a family took their picture, and he was like standing back there. They they got ready to step the picture, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> One year when the boys were playing t-ball, we had some pregame season, some pregame tickets, and we were the Blue Jays. And the game we happened to have was uh, Astros Blue Jays, and so the boys wore their hats to the game. And I'm like, yeah, they were pretty excited about it. And uh, so I you should go down by the dugout and see if they'll give you anything. And one of the guys threw Jack a ball. And another guy just threw Jack a bag of, or Connor a bag of sunflower seeds. Because they were just <laughs> glad to see Blue Jays merchandise in the stands. <laughs> so you just got to catch them in the right mood. They're not all jackasses. Oh, no. They uh, they were making bets with one of the guys. Uh, it, 
Torkelson, and it's like, oh yeah, if we uh, if you get a hit, we'll do twenty push-ups. But if you strike out, you got to do twenty push-ups. He's like, ah ha ha, you're on, and he goes and strikes out. And uh, needless to say, he's not happy walking back to the dugout with people <laughs> oh. going, let's see those push-ups, <laughs> ah, Spencer, come on, man, drop <laughs> and give me twenty. Yeah, we went on a vendor's tickets, and uh, the vendor acted like way worse than I ever would. Like his voice, his, <laughs> his wife is vaping in the stands. Oh, nice. He's heckling players and all this. And I turned to Frank and I was like, man, this is win-win. He goes, what? I go, if he gets thrown out, it's on him. If we get thrown out, it's on him. <laughs> <laughs> I go, and based on how he's acting, we could totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is 100% Stephen Sprouse math right there, if I've ever That's seen right. it. Huh. There's no blowback for me. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Line them up. One of my favorite sites is uh, 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 Cleveland. We're playing Cleveland, and there is a Indians fan, before the name change, who's sitting in that primo seat where he's basically looking into the dugout. Right. Right. And I mean, Cleveland has a disastrous first inning. They give up like six runs of the first, can't get anybody out. And this dude just loses it. And he gets in a screaming match with whoever was managing the Indians at that time. <laughs> and the bench coach. And I mean, all three or four of them are just screaming at each other. Oh, my. I was like, wow, you spent a lot of money on that ticket. So I understand you're mad. <laughs> But oh, well, you should at least get a couple of innings out of this. Sure, get your money's worth while you can. <laughs> I uh, one of those times when my cousin got us tickets was to a Reds game, and this was a long damn time ago. And and it was that was the only night I've ever seen a bench clearing brawl, and there were two in the same game. Um, and Barry Larkin got taken out of the game because he apparently got hurt and it was a kerfuffle. Well, what we didn't know was the lady that was sitting one row in front of us was Barry Larkin's aunt, who lived in Houston, oh, no. and so she was getting messages from Davey Johnson in the dugout on Barry's health post scrum. And so she's spreading it to all of us. Well, this is before social media. Or we'd have been like, oh, breaking news. Aaron Larkin, <laughs> okay, after. But we were getting some reports directly from the manager to the, to the old lady in front of us. It was pretty cool. That's fun. Well, that's, I think that, that's kind of... That, that's neat. The uh, last time we went, I sat in front of a guy who used to give tours for the Royals. Oh, fun! And that that was neat talking to him. You know, he's like, "Oh, I see your company did work out here." And I was like, "Yeah." I go, "If we go up to that big plaque, I can tell you stories about all the people on the list." You know. <laughs> and then he asked me one of the weirdest questions. He's like, right, "You guys are doing work at the airport." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "So tell me." He goes, "Are you guys using the best materials out there? Are you using high quality stuff?" And I looked at him. I go. No. I mean, how do you think we got to be low bid? I go, you guys, honestly, a strong enough win, that whole airport boop, comes down like a house of cards. And he looks at me and goes, what? Go, of course we're using high quality materials. <laughs> he was really hoping you weren't fucking with him. Oh, no, no, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, if it calls for three nails, we're using one. You know, it says adhesive. Well, cock is sticky. <laughs> Double-sided command strips. Just command strips, yeah. <laughs> so if we have to move anything, we just tear it apart and move it. 
All I'm saying is I wouldn't fly out of there because <laughs> you fire up the plane just to pull out of the jetway. And sinkhole. It's going to look like a, something out of Blazing Saddles. Um. <laughs> it's just a facade. It's not really an airport. It's a big glass facade, and you go in, and the wind blows, and if you stand in the right spot, it the all falls around. down around you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even glass it's just reflective tape it's, so <laughs> it's saran wrap it's saran wrap and like it's that, when that reflective stuff they put on car windows it, um, it's window tint and and that stuff for drafts that you put the big sheet of plastic and you do a hair dryer to tighten it up <laughs> we put a few we put a few decals inside you know to give it the appearance of people in planes Oh no, that's not tile. Uh -uh. <laughs> that's cardboard painted to look like tile. It's gaffer tape and magic marker. <laughs> the X-ray machines. Yeah, no. It's just They're a just dude watch... lying in there with a flashlight, so you think something happens. They're just watching Netflix on the tablets. That's all. <laughs> that's, yeah, if you go around the backside, you can see <laughs> we're coming back from Florida. And like, can we search your back? I'm like, I guess. I got breakables in there. If you break them, you're going to pay me for it before I walk away. And the guy goes, what? I go, I said, there are breakables in there. And if you break them, you're going to pay me before I leave. And he's looking at my bag and he's looking at me. I'm like, I'm serious, man. You break my stuff. I'm I'm not leaving until you give me 20 bucks. So then he, he rummages around in my bag and he pulls out a charger, right? And he's like, what's this? And I go, there's a plug on both ends, and it's a big power block. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what is it? I go, it's a, it's a laptop charger. How oh. is your cavity search, Steve? <laughs> no, he was, he was, I, he was bullyable, and I did. Um, when I flew to Houston a few weeks ago, to, when my mom had her procedure, I, um, I took my laptop out. But I left the iPad. That's the guy on one end of the machine. Hey, I've got the laptop and the tablet. Don't you think about that? No, just the laptop. Okay. Comes down, my bag gets pulled out. I wait around. The guy that got pulled out in front of me had a tub full of herbs and spices, like 18 <laughs> little shaker things. And so they had to like sample them all to make sure they weren't anything except, you know, Captain Tony's red hot ass fire sauce powder or whatever it was. So once, once that got done, he goes, is there any reason you didn't take the, uh, the tablet out? Because that guy over there told me I didn't have to. Okay, here you yeah. go. Oh yeah, it's it's safety kabuki with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, safety kabuki. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean that that my my thing about traveling, and when you travel with the CPAP machine, by the way, you um, will have to so take it out of your bag. That. You will um, have to take it out of your bag. So basically what you do is they give it to you in that big briefcase thing. Mm -hmm. You need to go find yourself like a lunch sack that you can basically strip it all down and fit it in that lunch sack. Uh, so it doesn't take up three quarters of your luggage, only half. <laughs> Just travel tips. The, the little portable CPAPs that they tell you about yeah. are underpowered. And so, like, when you breathe in, you actually can shut the machine off because you're pulling too much air through it. 
there was a there was a, like an ad attached to my mask package for one of those ones. Oh, you should look into that. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And now you've just confirmed it. You're on old guys and their illness. Yeah. <laughs> it's a call-in CPAP show. <laughs> we might have an audience for that, actually. Oh, yeah, we would. But, yeah, I'm not sure it's the advice that they're why. How do I clean it? Fuck, it's plastic. Throw it away and get another. <laughs> We're not even really suggesting you recycle a shit. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. It stinks. You're dying soon anyway. What do you care? Yeah. Yeah, you can't totally breathe on your own at night. What do you care what happens to the earth? Wait, this took a weird turn. <laughs> no, no, man. Until you feel the hard plastic at the back of the little breathing cup, you're okay. It's nice to have I, a you nice know what? tight I seal. Works really well for me. So but if you pull it I, tight enough against your face, you don't need the rubber seal. You've got skin, and it just makes these lines a dot deeper. <laughs> and you know, caller, what I found works really well for me, uh, at least in the early going, uh, I took my mask, I drilled some very small holes in it to uh, help me breathe. <laughs> It ended up looking like an athletic cup, but it works for me. Surprisingly, in a pinch, you can't <laughs> use an athletic cup. <laughs> I think we lost I don't want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I didn't plan to not be able to sleep without this device. <laughs> Next caller. Hey, man, um, will my wife ever find me attractive again? No. no. Next <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering all the calls in the main voice. <laughs> Actually, we just put the masks on before we start the show. So we're talking through the mask into the microphone. So it actually does sound like Bane. Uh, next caller. <laughs> in a pinch, you can use a garden hose. <laughs> We drank from them as kids. Why not breathe through them now? <laughs> My whole world smells like tires. <laughs> I'm having very strange erotic dreams about the guy at the Firestone store. <laughs> they don't ever go away. So <laughs> I'm just going to stop using it and die. <laughs> Oh my god! So when you when you when you have the CPAP machine and you get stuffed up, and so like allergies Sunday night were brutal. I could not could not breathe. Um, I had taken multiple shots of whiskey, two antihistamines, and my normal pills. And as I'm taking the second antihistamine at two in the morning, I'm like, I should really sleep somewhere. Someone can find me in the morning. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> if I fall asleep here in the living room, they will find me and nudge me awake. <laughs> because as much depressives I've taken to try and sleep tonight, I could be at that line. <laughs> but I'll breathe right up until the end. Oh, everything's relaxed. <laughs> me. Ah, we're back alive. <laughs> See, you got a built-in failsafe. Oh, shit. Well, that's three shots and three pills tonight, baby. <laughs> we're going to test the limits of that what we're doing. 
I have been in meetings, and Frank has seen me do that, where I've had like a magnet, and the meeting is just boring, boring, boring. And Frank has seen me looking at the magnet, and he just like, he reaches over and knocks it out of my hand. I'm like, you don't even know what I'm thinking. He goes, no, I didn't know exactly what you're thinking. You and I'm like, it to your chest? <laughs> I gotta go! <laughs> uh, too funny. All you gotta do is, yeah, then, then you just cup the magnet to your chest. Go, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I gotta go just, uh, uh, and then walk out of the room. And, and, and holding it over your heart is even better, you know, because it's like, oh. And then you slide it over here. So uh, I, I've told the story. The first thing it went off, it just starts beeping. And I'm like, I can't believe somebody out here has a beeper. Who's got a beeper? And they're like, uh, I think it's you. <laughs> You're like, I don't have a beeper. Oh, I guess I do. Now I'm trying to turn it off. And I'm doing like the uh, beam me up number one thing. I keep like tapping it, thinking that's going to. <laughs> We're not that advanced. Strike her out. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't stop. And now you're sitting there trying to look up uh, beeping sounds on your pacemaker. Sure, sure. In the in the golf cart while it's beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna have to go back to the clubhouse. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so what causes the beep? You need to change there's the batteries. A, there's a, no, there's a magnetic. Uh, it, it's a warning beep that you're close to a magnet. Really? And they had given us a magnetic name tags. So I had the magnetic name tag on my shirt. Wasn't thinking of it. Hit the ball. It slid over the device. It starts beeping. Um, somebody is going to find that magnetic deep uh, thing in the woods because it, <laughs> it came off and sailed like a frisbee <laughs> off the course. <laughs> Man, that's um, a really bad lie he had. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> Four. Thing. At least they know who hit you. Uh, that's got my name <laughs> on it. So, yeah, so then you're sitting there in the cart going, uh, warning, beeps, uh, magnetic, you know. I mentioned it to my cardiologist. He goes, oh, yeah, I uh, probably should have told you about that. <laughs> you think? You fucking quack. Anything else you didn't tell me? Actually, I like my cardiologist. He's a fun guy. I mean, it's a fun guy. He's talking about some patient who had, like, massive amounts of heart trouble. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's in here. And I'm telling him you got to lose weight. You got to quit smoking. You got to do this. I'm out playing golf. He goes, Doc, how are you? He's got a drink in one hand, a cigar in the other. I was like, so he really took your advice. He goes, well, eh. he died like two weeks after that. So I guess I won. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I went to Houston. The uh, Wisco mom uh, went to her GP. And like they think she was an AFib when she got there. Oh. Uh, so they did a bilateral uh, cardiac cath two days later. So I had to go over there. David was out of town and I couldn't trust Big Dave to get all the information right. So I went and uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the man, but he's 87. So, and he's not supposed to be driving. So, um, you know, uh. it's best that I went. Um, it's a little weird to go stay at your parents' house and sleep in the twin bed you slept in growing up in and the uh, the dresser that was in your room the entirety of your life. It's just weird. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh, your parents have moved around, and so yeah. mine. So it's kind of nice. It, none of the furniture looks familiar to me because I've changed it four or five times. <laughs> the only thing that's the same in that house is, <laughs> is that bedroom my bedroom, 
and the bedroom set the dad and mom and dad do everything else is different but the one that's in the guest room where i have to stay is my old furniture and that's the weird one because now you're being the adult and going to the procedures and sitting in the waiting rooms and mm -hmm. i have to say the nice thing about my medical experiences is that i have not been on that side of the <laughs> fence <laughs> I've been yeah. on it more than I care to admit at this point. I mean, I, I, I have you, been, you remember when we went to Hawaii to rescue him, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That still freaks me out. Um, yeah. So for our listeners, my parents went on a uh, their dream Hawaiian cruise for their 50th anniversary. And while they were sailing around the islands, my father came down with something to this day. I'm not sure we know what it was, but he was, uh, he was uh, incoherent, uh, belligerent, more so than usual. Um, and <laughs> essentially they put him and my mom off the ship, uh, left them uh, at, at the harbor. So we were, at, and this was like, it was a Super Bowl Sunday. I remember it was the year that power went out in the, in the Superdome. Okay. I know exactly what it was. Because um, it was that day when we got the call, um, your father and I are not on the ship. He's not well. We need help. So, like, we had to book them a room. The only place we could find a room was the the hotel where the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie was made. The one with Brooklyn Decker. I can't tell you the name of it. I recognize The recent one? Huh? The recent one where he's the cop or whatever? No, this was, I mean, this has been a few years ago. And I, I, I would look it up, but I don't care enough to. But we recognized a few years later when I saw the movie on, like, day two. Like, oh, shit. That's where mom and dad were when dad was... So my sister and I flew from Houston to Honolulu, and then back the neck or Maui it was Maui. It fled to Maui. Doesn't matter. We went to Hawaii, so we flew from Houston to Phoenix, and then from Phoenix to Hawaii. Yep, I was that was awful. And then got to the hotel and tried to keep Dad rained in overnight. Uh, flew back the next day through San Francisco. Was just praying we could get him on the plane and have him maintain his faculties so we can at least get to san francisco get to the mainland i can always run a car there it was just go. i had to get him from hawaii to the mainland so not he was he we had this huge layover in san francisco in the middle of the night he i lost him at one point he wandered off um oh, I, man. I was on dad and i found him in the bathroom he was like his pants were down and he was going to pull up the pants cat um come on so yeah and then we, from the airport in houston straight to the doctor's office to the hospital and Damn. Yeah, it was, uh, parents getting old sucks, man. Well, like I said, I've been blessed to be on the other side of that, where it's just like, yeah, go ahead, cut me. <laughs> Are you nervous, Mr. Sprouse? Nah, why would I be? I see there's a crash cart in, this, in, the, in the corner. That guy looks competent. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's party. Although I did one procedure where I go, is he new? And the, the nurses <laughs> laughed. And, and, and it was. You don't want the nurses to laugh. That means you're right. And that's what they said. They go, yeah, he's he's doing his rotation. And I'm like, they're like, how did you know? I go, because he's standing in the corner like he has no clue what's going on. <laughs> and so they're laughing. And he comes over. And he goes, what's so funny? And they go, oh, he just asked if you're new because you didn't look like you knew what you were doing. I was like, oh, good. Thanks. Give him a knife now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bitch. Cut me. What? 99? <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I had no thumbs. Right. <laughs> and then I went in for rhinoplasty. That's the weird thing. 
They sewed them onto my knees. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it was stuck up my nose. You can't come out. That's why I need to see that. Hey! <laughs> so never make fun of the resident. That's what we're really saying. Never make fun of the resident. Okay, that's actually the title of the episode right there. <laughs> don't make fun of the resident. Yes. Oh, uh, hey, do you have anything uh, on your desk? Uh, yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> so I've been prepared. I've been kit bashing all my little uh, my little robots. Uh-huh. So my daughter, I've got three of them done. Daughters? And so my daughter named one Greg. So I well, guess you know, Greg, oh, yeah, I remember. this one would be Peter. <laughs> Next one named Jan. No, I'm doing it's it's Greg, Bobby, and Peter basically. Oh, okay, gotcha. I so like we're carrying the giant ass guns. Like it. The cool death head belt buckle. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one started off as being kind of Karza inspired, and then it went totally red. So I don't know. It's my last one, though, for a while. I was going to say, I've heard that before. So anyway, so there's that. He's almost done. So many trips to the loose Lego brick store. They love this new hobby of yours, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, where's Dad? Well, he's at the store. What's he doing? It's like he's, I'm, I'm panning for, for, for gold <laughs> that I have found. Specific pieces you're looking for? Yes. So the best thing is basically you've got this big tub of Legos that you just kind of scoop in there and then you just let them fall through your fingers like tears in the rain. Um, oh, thank you, Rudger Hauer. <laughs> I've seen things you would not Tan believe. <laughs> it's the name of the place, the Ten Hours, Ten Hours or Gates. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this yeah. all day long. <laughs> But yes, you just scoop them up, and then yeah, you kind of filter through your fingers until you find like the the. And it's always amazing to me that I go looking for like a big piece, and end up finding all the little pieces that I need, thinking I would never find any of the little pieces that I need. <laughs> You're just like, oh my god, look at this! It's a whole group of one by one studs. Fantastic. That's the subtitle of this episode. Now. What about you? Anything cool Tears on your Mickey Mouse looking bag back there? Oh, uh, no, that's the yellow. I'm selling on eBay. It is actually a Disney bag. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to sell it. Oh, I uh, bought myself this for my birthday. Um, the Black Adam Page Puncher. Oh, damn. Yeah. Exclusive to uh, Walmart. Amazing when they have exclusives and when they're any good. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got these really, he's got really cool shoulder armor epaulets. Is it um, the? Is it a McFarlane? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, yes. Their shit gets better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and bigger. That's there. I haven't opened him up. That's what he looks like out of the box. One of these days, I'll learn how to point to the camera. But yeah, he's got like the little the little Zvoz lightnings that you can put on his hands. Uh, nice. Yeah. So he'll probably be out and about next time. I just haven't opened him yet. But yeah. And I like I was like walking down the toy aisle at Walmart that day, and I was like, eh, I don't know, this is really moving me. Oh wait, there's those, and I didn't see them, and I dug, and there was one. It was a new pack, <laughs> and the dude that was also on the aisle looking for stuff was like, you could tell, you're like, son of a bitch. God damn yeah, it, that I, guy beat me to it. I got down on my knee and looked, son of a, you son of a bitch. 
I always like when you go Funko looking for Funko stuff. this is what you find more often than not is that the guy has the Funko piece in this hand and his cell phone in this one as he's scrolling through trying to find comps to see if he should right. buy this. And it's yeah. kind of like, dude, why? It's no, don't. It's a Walmart exclusive. I could tell you how much that'll be in five years. Less than you're paying now. <laughs> I, I just bought this guy because it was the only one. It was like, but now that one on the other hand. When I'm talking the Funko stuff, that shit is no value. <laughs> but that's far. pretty cool. Yeah, it's got like the armored boots and the whole nine yards. So yeah. yeah, I think the McFarland stuff will be worth more in the future. Yeah, he's doing a really good job of capturing these characters. Um, I was not always a huge fan of the Spawn stuff because um, some of it was just over well the, the source material. Well, there's that. Um, there's an article I'm going to write for the website once I get the website caught up. Uh, action figures I wish I had held on to. Oh, okay. Such as? Um, the Doctor Strange with the wire cape. I had that. I had that. Uh, there was also a scorpion they did where he had this huge long-ass tail yeah. and a wire running through it. I should have kept that one. And But at the top of the list is the, is the Creed app, the, big, the McFarlane ape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one of those, too. I sold mine, and I looked on eBay the other day, and there was one listed for, like, $500. I'm like, yeah, I don't miss it that bad. <sighs> That's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you sell it. You get, like, you, you. I've sold stuff that's like, oh, I got 700 bucks for it. Cool. And then it's, like, selling for seven and $8,000 now. And my yeah. first reaction is, okay, those are drug sales. <laughs> Two, um damn <laughs> i just would have had to held on to it for another 20 years um you know but that's the thing you're like I, no i sold it and i bought this and i did this and i i mean you can't lament that kind of stuff too yeah. much because the, that ape came out before i moved uh no it came out like right after i moved to kansas city yeah uh, that I, thing's been out for like 20 years so that yeah, means you've had it in a tub and if you've had it in a tub for 20 years, there's a good chance that, well, my luck, that you pull it out, go, I've got that. And the plastic's yellow. You oh, can't see the early, figure. With that early McFarlane stuff, you can guarantee the plastic is yellow. Uh-huh. That stuff, the packaging on those things is terrible. I have uh, Cygor yeah. back there, and I, I had it for a long time. And his packaging was yellow. The little banner, the adhesive had given up the ghost, so it just fell off. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm not selling this. I'm just opening this guy up. So, no, you gotta. I mean, it's just stuff that I'm like, ah, and you know, and some of the things I like now, I should have kept the monkey. But and the other was just kind of fun stuff that I had that you know, I don't necessarily lament getting rid of, but they were fun and they were cool and maybe unique-ish. So that's kind of my idea. Well, no, and I get that because you gotta kind of. I look at stuff that you. I'm doing what I call the third purge, which is where you basically... When is the forever purge taking place? Should I be listening for a siren? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the, 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 or it's just your beeper. That's right. But like the third purge, somebody goes, well, how do you keep your your collection under control? I go, it's real easy. You take every, you take three items in your stuff and you put them up against the wall and you just take one out. You're like, I'm not keeping that. And then you put three more up there and you go, I'm not keeping that. And then eventually you will have 
eliminated a third of your collection. That's really smart. I go, now if you want to go the other way, you can say, I'm keeping that. And then you take everything else and put that up against the wall and you know, start pulling it down. But I mean, otherwise, like if you're a Funko collector, you'd be up to your eyeballs in Deadpool and Batman about now. <laughs> Because there's like a hundred variations of both. Well, anytime they do either of those characters, there's a million variations. I, I have gotten to where I'm far less precious about that stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, I bought it. I liked it. It's just sitting in the closet doing me no good. Um, it can go. Let's the get boys, my 10 bucks back. The boys don't care anymore. A lot of the stuff I kept thinking, them, I don't give a shit. So, okay. In fact, I'm going to go through their room and start reclaiming shit that they left behind when they went to college. There you go. My Silver Surfer Beta Ray Bill is on Jack's dresser, laying down. I'm oh, getting that back. That's big a one, cool one. Yes, I know one, exactly yeah. when the big oversized. Yep, I'm getting that one back. <laughs> Very cool. I think there's a I think there's a plastic tub full of uh, action figures under Connor's desk, under Connor's bed. I'm going through that one. Oh, I gave you that one. I'm taking it back. This goes into the Justice League Unlimited collection. There's several of those, yes. I, the Etrigan that's up on that shelf up there came from that sort of thing. They had him, and I'm like, no, no, I need that one back. My favorite Etrigan was always the one they did for the Brave and the Bold line. I have the little one. The little one. Yep, I have him. Yes. Actually, I, it I, turns I, out I may be an Etrigan collector because I have the Justice League one, I have the little one, and I have this one. So That one is I, cool, too. Yeah. So I may be an Etrigan fan. I don't know. I think there's some th things you become a fan of just because they look cool. <laughs> that character is like, definitely one of them. Yeah, because like I've got like these little Japanese, you know, Gundam toys, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, you're into Gundam?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm actually into just one Gundam." <laughs> 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 and you know, I've built two of the model kits, and and I've got a couple other little versions of them. I go, so I wouldn't say that I'm into Gundam, but rather Sazabi and. <laughs> Are you into I, uh, Hot Wheels? No, I'm into the Batmobile. <laughs> I, uh, I I know why the boys had that one, the Justice League Unlimited one, because there's a really great episode that we watched a lot when they were younger mm -hmm. um, that featured Etrigan, and it was the one where Morgan Le Fay turned uh, them all into children, so there was baby Etrigan. Oh, fun. And baby Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And like, so that was, that was a, that's a, like, you know, kind of a touch point like i can always reference you know baby justice league and then get a kick out of it so oh the musical brave and the bold episode my oh, daughter so good. It, so eliza good. loves that one. Oh, i i actually started brave and the bold is on hbo max and i started watching it one day and <clears> over the summer and connor wandered down and he was like oh cool and i was watching uh it was one of the early episodes uh where uh it was featured grod and they and plastic man and he was like why are you watching that one i'm like it's got Grodd, dinosaurs, and Plastic Man. I'm good. <laughs> Somebody just said, make something fun, and they did. That show the, was great. The Batmite episode was great. Oh, the last, the uh, Mightfall, the very last episode, was so meta about <laughs> them wrapping up the show and, like, the father. And it killed me because it was, like, the father and son watching it, and the kid was aging out. And, oh, they man. Were, and they were like lamenting the show, how much the show had changed. And it was just like, it was killing me. I can't, I don't know if I can watch that one at this point, but it was so good. I loved, I loved that show and I loved it being my gateway with the boys 
into that world because they still refer to the Golden Age Flash as Geezer Flash because that's what they call it on that show. <laughs> Even when like the character showed up on the WB shows, they would call it Geezer Flash. <laughs> they're fluent in they're fluent in the Metal Men. They know who oh, Andy is, Plastic Man, all those B grade characters they use for Brave and the Bold. But yeah, we ha- I have the Music Meister's soundtrack on CD. And it stayed in the CD player in my truck for months and oh, months and we, months. We got it on, on DVD, and Babe watched it over and over and over again. Then later, as we are at a Comic-Con, and a, a woman walks by, and Babe goes, hey, look, it's Black Canary. I'm like, yep. She goes, well, who's, he, who, who's she with? I'm like, well, that's Green Arrow. And very loudly and very clearly, she says, that's not Green Arrow. That looks nothing like Green Arrow. <laughs> and I very yeah, casually, here. casually, you know, kind of leaned over. Julie Liebert, you know, let's block the view. <laughs> so that kid couldn't see because he was looking who is who is bad mouthing his cosplay. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's actually an episode. To her credit, she knew. It, she was not wrong. <laughs> there's an episode of the Harley Quinn show where there's an updated version of the Music Meister, uh, and he's a therapist, and it's pretty damn funny. Okay, is it Neil Patrick Harris again? <laughs> it's not. It's uh, uh, he's more. It's got more of a hip hop bent, but it's pretty damn funny. Um, <laughs> and Diedrich Bader is actually the voice of Batman on the Harley Quinn show, which is a nice throwback. And and, and he's just self-loathing, like. Just he hates himself because <laughs> his parents died. But like, and it's so over the top. And it's just that show is so goddamn good. They did renew it for season four last time we talked about it. It would survive the purge, uh, at least for one more season. It has survived the purge. No, it's uh, I, I like it when the shows uh, Scooby Doo Inc. or Mystery Inc. was fun because it had sort of a, a meta. Um, you know, sensibility about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, Velma and Shaggy making out, which, which through a lot, babe and I are watching it going, Whoa. <laughs> and the characters are like, Whoa. And you're like, wow, that was unexpected. Uh, and, and was it really after all these years in retrospect? No, that was the first, your first reaction is like, Oh my God. Then you're like, eh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, that happened know. in the back of the mystery machine more than once. I'm sure. More than once, yeah. Where one of them was consoling the other, and things and, just she, and she took advantage of Shaggy because that's the only way it's happening. <laughs> He's only into it if Scooby can watch, though. Ooh, weird. <laughs> but not wrong. No, not wrong. And she's like, "Fine, whatever, take it off, Norbert." <laughs> I don't know. What's that say that we know Shaggy's real name? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Scooby Snacks, Scooby Snacks, Scooby Snacks. Worst O face ever. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, at some point, Velma's going to lose her glasses during the act because she can't get the dogs getting in. And the dogs getting in, they're tagging out, man. Yeah. Assort- you know, there's an assortment of masks in the back of the mystery machine that they've taken over the years. So there's all kind of role playing possibilities. 
<laughs> creeper, creeper. Voodoo man. <laughs> My favorite, my, my favorite Scooby villain is Creeper, just because that's his line. Is that he's running around, Creeper, Creeper. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I know it's supposed to be like spooky, but it sounds, it sounds pervy. <laughs> this is green, green faced dude with long Frankenstein arms running around, going Creeper, Creeper. <laughs> Peeking in windows. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's just Fred all along peeking in the windows. <laughs> they tie him up. Fred? <laughs> Gotta have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some hot Scooby Doo takes, as it turns out. <laughs> role-playing as the bad guys. 49er? I don't think so. I'm the 69er, baby. 49er never better. hey Hello. <laughs> Creeper. Sitting in the corner with a cigarette watching. <laughs> Creeper. Creeper. <laughs> Dude, you're getting in my head, man. Creeper. <laughs> I think we have to stop there. I don't think we're going to do better than than, than, uh, than Central Deviancy of Scooby Villains. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So that's episode 49 of Slurptoast Podcast. Now with really weird Scooby takes. Uh, Next time, we're going to be streaming live so you can see all of this happening on the big screen or the little screen, wherever you're screening. I will post information about that in the coming days so that okay. all of our French fans know where to find us. Um, oh, no, and- what is this? Uh, creeper, creeper. <laughs> creeper, creeper, creeper. Creeper. Thanks, now you just alienated all of our French fans. Um, oh. That's no, no, it. No, we're that done. was a compliment. The, the, oh. Yeah. Okay. Le Creeper. Le Creeper. Le Creeper. As they say in French, Trebuchet. <laughs> and good night. And good night. <laughs>